0: Welcome again to our study of 1 Thessalonians here on the Radio Bible Course. Do you live by faith? Many people think living by faith means not working, that is, not supporting themselves. The Bible doesn't teach that, and in my lifetime I've met dozens of young men and women who thought That in order to serve the Lord, they would have to quit their jobs and take a job with a church or some religious organization. Living by faith in the Bible means that we believe that God will do what he promised to do. But he has not promised to put bread on my table when I won't work. Paul the Apostle understood this, and in every city where he went, he seems to have found employment almost immediately, in order that he might not be a burden to any of the Christians. Now the question comes, why didn't Paul choose to live by the injunction given by Jesus in Matthew chapter 10, beginning with verse 5? These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go out among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Do not take along any gold or silver or copper in your belts. Take no bag for the journey or extra tunic or sandals or a staff. For the worker is worth his keep. Whatever village or town you enter, search for some worthy person there, and stay at his house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. Many religious workers today interpret this passage as meaning that they ought to trust God to provide their needs, to provide a home and everything they need while they go out preaching the gospel. That's not at all what that teaches today. This was instruction to the twelve apostles who went out preaching a different gospel from the one we preach. It was only for Israel. Those twelve were special men. They were the twelve Jesus had chosen. And he gave them special powers to drive out demons, to raise the dead, to heal the sick, to cleanse lepers. They were not to take any money with them as they went, or extra clothing, because God promised to take care of these men. Because of their unique ministry as apostles of Jesus Christ, these men were given divine provisions. But nowhere in the New Testament are Christians told that God will do the same for them. There is a difference between an apostle and a Christian worker today. And even though the apostle Paul was one of those special workers, divinely ordained to be a witness to the Gentiles and to kings and to all nations, he did not forsake self-employment to depend upon God as these other apostles did. And there are several reasons for that. First of all, there were many teachers and philosophers in that day who went about living off of their disciples. Paul, however, believed he needed to be different for the gospel to have success. He didn't want to be in the same category as those men who were propagating human wisdom. Secondly, Paul desired to set an example of behavior for believers then and now, consistent with the requirement of love. This meant that Paul in his ministry would go about doing good for other people, not trying to get something from them. Third, there was always the possibility that the preaching of this new message in the heathen world would be hindered if the evangelists collected money for themselves. This would give the many enemies of the truth an accusation, which Paul would never allow. Listen to what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning with verse 3. We put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. In great endurance, in troubles, hardships, and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, Understanding, patience, and kindness in the Holy Spirit and in the sincere love, in truthful speech and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine, yet regarded as impostors, known, yet regarded as unknown, dying, and yet we live on, beaten and not killed, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, poor, yet making many rich, having nothing, and yet possessing everything. What a man, this Apostle Paul, and what an example for ministry. Anyone who wants to minister, that is, serve Jesus Christ, ought to be willing to work like this chief apostle, the apostle Paul. He was willing to give up everything in order to give something. It's too bad that the Christian ministry today has become a profession rather than a service. Now, the word minister means servant, and servants do not get rich, nor do they live in comfort. They serve in order to please another person. Paul not only wanted to serve Jesus Christ, but he insisted that he serve him without pay. That's the kind of a ministry he wanted, and it was a ministry surrounded by love for Jesus Christ and love for those to whom he was preaching, which meant that Paul would give rather than get. Now, because Paul lived this way, supporting himself, He could ask the same of those Christians in Thessalonica who seemed to have gotten an example of how to go about things from somebody other than Paul. Paul could insist that they work too. And anyone in Thessalonica who wanted to serve Jesus Christ had Paul as an example. He worked with his own hands. He supported himself, and not only himself, but also some of those men who traveled with him. He wanted to be a burden to nobody. Now listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, how Paul expresses this, beginning with verse 15. He was an apostle, remember, and he had a right not to work. And he makes that expression here in this chapter, 1 Corinthians 9. But in verse 15 he said, But I have not used any of these rites, and I am not writing this in the hope that you will do such things for me. I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of this boast. Yet when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, for I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this. That in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge and so not make use of my rights in preaching it. Here we see that Paul had two ambitions. The first was to preach the gospel. The second, to preach it without charge. Now, we need to remind ourselves of this, that the gospel is man's only hope to get to God. It is the message from God And it tells us the good news of how God has done everything to solve the problem of sin by offering his own son on our behalf. Now, if we garble that message, or if we contaminate it with money, then the world may well lose the message. They may become confused and turned away because of the greed of some men who put money ahead of service. Some men today are in the pulpit because it's a job. And they are paid to do that job. Other men preach the gospel because they want to serve Jesus Christ. Paul was like the latter. No church ever hired Paul. He had no salary. He had no retirement plan. No church could fire him because no church hired him. Paul was independent. He served Jesus Christ, and in his serving, he decided that he was going to preach without charge. That meant that Paul had to have something to do with his hands, and he did. He was a tent maker. When he went to Corinth, he came upon Priscilla and Aquila. They were tent makers, and he stayed with them and worked with them 18 months in the city of Corinth, supporting himself. Now notice, in this first epistle of Thessalonians, how Paul calls attention to his working. In chapter 2, beginning with verse 9, he writes, For you remember our labor and toil, brethren, we work night and day, that we might not burden any of you while we preach to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also, how holy and righteous and blameless was our behavior to you believers. For you know how, like a father with his children, we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to lead a life worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. And in the fourth chapter, beginning with verse 11, he writes, Aspire to live quietly to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we charge you so that you may command the respect of outsiders and be dependent on nobody. Well, that was very much the pattern that Paul set for these people. He worked and he wanted them to work. Apparently, some of the unbelievers in that area were beginning to comment about these Christians who would not work. And as a result... They were not commanding the respect of outsiders, and they were dependent on others. Paul wanted them independent just like himself, and he knew if their testimony as hard-working people permeated that society, people would think more of them. Paul was not one of the twelve. He wasn't there when Jesus said to his twelve apostles that the Son of Man came to minister not to be ministered to. And so Paul, in the spirit of Jesus Christ, went out to serve, not to have people serve him. In order to serve Jesus Christ, one ought to have some understanding of what the Bible teaches. But we also need to be convinced that the Bible is the word of God, that it was inspired of God, and that it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Our tape cassette course on the authority of the Bible, newly revised, will help convince you that the scriptures did come from God. Write for information about the authority of the Bible tapes. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calipota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.